Nonverbal Graffiti with Grant Cotter. Oh shit, he has a podcast. KFX. Cutty Fresh exclusive. What up, everybody? Welcome to another episode of Verbal Graffiti. I am Grant Cotter. Just want to say thank you to everybody who subscribed to the podcast. Thank you for rating it five stars. Thank you for leaving a comment. We're now on Apple Podcasts. We're in that iTunes digital space. It's like the Mercedes of podcasts. Is Mercedes the fanciest car? There's Lamborghini. We're in the Ferrari of podcasts. I don't know what the fanciest car is out there. Tesla? Bentley, Rolls-Royce, who knows? I would never, ever want a car like that, no matter how much money I had, because it's just a liability. When you have a car that expensive, how could you go out into the world and not just have a massive anxiety attack that someone's going to ding your door, a rock is going to hit your windshield, you're going to get a scratch on your car, the valet driver is going to ding it. It's like, why would you do that to yourself? You got to be the asshole who's parking in the back of the parking lot, taking up three spaces like a little fuck nugget. You never want to be a fuck nugget. That is the worst possible thing you could be. I think it goes, it goes fuck nugget is like the worst thing out there. And then below that is a Beetlejuice. And a Beetlejuice is just like a jam up person in a conversation like, a Beetlejuice will just join your conversation and start talking and like you don't want them to be there. You know, like that's a Beetlejuice. So it goes fuck nugget, Beetlejuice, then jam up. So like a jam up person is just like hindering whatever you're trying to do. A Beetlejuice is adding to the hindrance. And then a fuck nugget is like get out of my life. Unsubscribe, please. But I do want to say thank you to everybody who came out to my show in Irvine and sold that bitch out. Y'all made me feel like a special young lad. I had a great time. The show was amazing. And I love talking to each and every one of you after the show. And thank you to the people who told me that you listened to the podcast. Fucking stoked. It is Wednesday morning and I am sitting on my couch. It's early. I'm drinking my iced coffee, looking at my cat, who is a fucking terror. This piece of shit wakes me up at 4 a.m. and again at 7 a.m. by just walking around the house, meowing. He thinks he's Simba and that we live on Pride Rock and he's ruling this shit. But that's not the case at all because he is actually a hyena and I am Mufasa. This motherfucker lives in my Shadowlands and he needs to get it right. I don't know why he's meowing, why he feels like he needs to eat at those times. There's dry food for him. Why doesn't he eat the dry food? Why does he feel like he deserves to wake me up to get him a treat? This is like some weird control shit. I don't know what podcasts he's listening to. I don't know where he's getting these ideas. Maybe he smells other cats on me because for some reason in my life, there's a sudden influx in felines. My homie is out of the country for a month, so I've been going to his house and feeding his cat. 
I got the street cat Ringo, who's like this gray cat who just like comes around and I don't know if he's jealous, if he smells these other cats and he's trying to fuck with me or what. I never liked cats my whole life. And then now I'm just like in this cat world. My favorite is Ringo, the street cat, because he's like me. He's just like out on the streets. He's getting wild. He's fending for himself. He's got some sticks and dirt in his fur. He sleeps on the ground. He's got like a fucked up underbite. And he does like this weird chirp meow like. He's always popping out of weird corners. I pull into my parking spot and I walk to my door. And then he just like hops out. He's like, oh, there you are. I was hiding on the garden hose. Give me some food. But I like him. I found out a backstory on him. So there's this app called Nextdoor. And you can see like the crimes in your area or on your street. And like the people got shit for sale. And people are just like, you know, complaining about the city. When is the city of West Hollywood going to fix the curbs? But the one lady was like, Oh, has anybody seen my gray cat? I haven't seen him in three weeks. And I was like, I know that motherfucker. And it was Ringo's mom. And Ringo's mom came over and looked at him and was like, oh, yeah, that's him. He doesn't like our building because there's another cat he doesn't get along with. So he just like roams the streets. And I found out street cat Ringo is 13 years old. Motherfucking street cat Ringo's in seventh grade. He's a seventh grader. If he were a person, he could do pre-algebra if he were advanced enough. Not like me. I was in pre-algebra in like 10th grade. I don't understand math. Fuck math. I got a calculator. All I need is addition, bitch. Damn, I'm kind of dumb. You Really, school is like, I don't know what they're teaching kids these days. I didn't even know what they were teaching kids when I was in school because I wasn't paying attention. I was smoking Marlboro Red 100s in the bushes with the bad kids. I was a troublemaker. I was thinking about school. Like when I was in middle school, I really loved Blink-182. I thought they were so cool and they were like so funny and they were like kind of popping off then. And then now I'm thinking about it. It's kind of sad. Those dudes are like in their 50s and they're up there and they're singing songs like, Do you fall in love? It's first period. You can, like, dude, you're 50. Quit singing songs about falling in love in first period. It's weird to hear a 50-year-old man talk about a girl and a first period in the same sentence. And the one who really lost their rocker is fucking Tom DeLong. He's out there chasing UFOs, fucking thinking he's having secret CIA meetings. Like, he's the one who's going to connect us between Earth and E.T. He's lost his mind. I don't know if they kicked him out of the band or he left to really, really just pursue that extraterrestrial life. But it's wild. I think there's aliens. I think there's got to be something up there. Definitely like some weird bacteria on the moon. Something that's something's alive. There's we're not just the only things here. But how come when I was a kid, now I look at the sky, I'm like, that's a bright star. And someone's like, that's Venus. Oh, that's Mars. That's Jupiter. Like, how can you see planets now? Where was this when I was a kid? Nobody was ever like, you could see a planet. They were just like, those are stars. And the brightest one is the North Star. What? Where was Jupiter? Where was Mars? Where people are seeing this shit every night. Someone's like, look at that. It's Jupiter. You can see it. It's Uranus. 
How come nobody ever pointed this out to me when I was a kid? They're just like, they're stars, bro. Deal with it. Fucking space. I hope... Is Space Force a real thing? I don't pay attention enough to the news to really understand, like, what's going on. But I know, like, the president has started the Space Force. That sounds pretty badass. Is that a real thing or is this all a publicity stunt? Let Elon Musk take us to space, dude. That guy invented fucking Teslas and flamethrowers. He's the smartest man alive, in my opinion. But my opinion means shit because I don't know nothing. I don't pay attention to regular news. I did see an article on this dude started a GoFundMe so he could get a penis enlargement. A GoFundMe for a penis enlargement. Well, it's not just a penis enlargement, okay? He wants a vasectomy, a circumcision, and a penis enlargement. Vasectomy, circumcision, and penis enlargement. He said, I'll never be able to afford the surgery on my own, but with your help, I can finally achieve my dreams of not having another kid and satisfying my wife. This motherfucker is asking for $6,000. He goes, I know it's not the most important surgery, but it is a surgery that I need. What? Why are you asking the world for this? Who wants to help donate? I don't give a fuck about if your wife is pleasured or not. That's on you, bro. That's on you, dog. Step your game up. Read a Kama Sutra. Watch some pornos. Figure out a technique. Get a move going. But I did donate $5. Because I felt bad and it made me laugh. But the vasectomy. He goes, I just dream of not having another kid and satisfying my wife. He dreams of satisfying his wife. God, but you've been playing the same game for a couple years if you already have one kid and you're married so she's already got your like c-level dick a couple times how do they enlarge your penis in a surgery do they put in like a splint do they do they just add some extra from your ass they cut it off and i know a girl that got ass implants she got like fat sucked out of one part of her body and implanted into another and she's got a Fat ass. Fat ass. Ugh. I don't know about surgeries. It's scary. I had one surgery on my knee, and it was fucked up, and it was against my will. I had to have it done. But surgeries are scary, man. I don't know if I would fucking get on board with that. Kickstarter. Or it was GoFundMe. Damn, I'm kind of high. The weed is kicking in, dog. It is kicking in. Yo, if you guys want to sponsor my podcast, shoot me a DM on Instagram. Give me some money. Okay. Don't submit to this guy's GoFundMe for his big dick operation. Submit to me. Give me cash money. I'll give you a shout out on the podcast. I'll talk about whatever you want to talk about. Sponsor the pod. Okay. I want a weed company to sponsor me. I'm tired of paying for weed. I'm tired of it. These stores are fucking rip-offs, dude. There's like $15 tax for like every item you buy. It's insane. And like all these weed stores have put out all the old school drug dealers. I don't know one person that like sells weed on the street anymore. Like where are those dudes at? Remember the guys that you just get like a $25 dime bag from? They're gone. And now you got to go to MedMen, buy weed off an iPad. 
I miss the old school days. It's fucking ghetto. Got to go to a wedding at the end of this month, and I'm not happy about it. Not happy about it. It costs so much money to go to somebody's wedding. It's like if it costs me over $1,000 to get to your wedding, I should get to go on the honeymoon too and like partake in whatever action is happening there. A thousand bucks. Dude, I got to rent a tuxedo because these elite bitches are like black tie only. So I got to rent a tuxedo. You know how much it costs to rent a tuxedo? $340 for something that I don't want to wear, something I don't want to go to. I'll wear it for however, how long does a wedding last? I went to my cousin's wedding and it was too long. It was too long. You're drawing out a fucking event. It's like Game of Thrones, you know, like you could tell the story in 15 minutes, but they drag it on for hours, hours. It's like these weddings need an intermission. I'm like, I don't drink. So like the aspect of having an open bar at something is is mute. It's like that's not appealing to me. I'm paying a thousand dollars so I can go eat a twelve dollar plate of chicken and drink sparkling water and fucking possibly dance to a cool in the gang song one time. Get the fuck out of here. Weddings are so expensive. They're spending like a hundred grand on the wedding. It's like if I get married, like somebody just give me a hundred grand and I won't get married. You know, what's the even better thing is you, people should have the option to buy out of going to your wedding. Like that's a good GoFundMe. I want to put that on Shark Tank. I'm going to start a website where it's like, I'm going to invite a thousand people. And if you don't want to go to my wedding, you just have to pay me $250. That's it. $250 will save you the cross country flight, the tuxedo rental transportation to and from the venue, the hotel. It'll save it, save it. Give me 250 fucking done i'd rather just stay home and watch survivor i've been on this reality show kick where first of all survivor i hated it as a kid i thought it was the dumbest show ever and i remember when i was in like eighth grade my dad made a survivor audition tape and i laughed so hard i wish i could find it i put that shit on youtube it would go viral in a second it he was like hi i'm rex cotter and this is why i should be on survivor and then it was like him running down a beach and then it cut to a next shot of him driving a boat and the next shot an airplane in the sky i don't know why the airplane was there because like that has nothing to do with survivor but i wish i could find it i would not last on survivor at all because i don't know if you guys can tell by my body type but i'm more of a gatherer than a hunter uh i do like some sense of luxury like I could last on Survivor like two days. It would be fun. Like, dude, we're sleeping outdoors. We're lighting fires. We're, you know, drinking rainwater. This is wild. But anything after that, I'm like, no. The women have hairy armpits. Everybody has bug bites. Everyone's shitting in the same bucket 100 yards away from the campsite. It's too much. I don't know if I could really deal with that in a copable kind of a way, especially being televised. Whew, get out of here. Reality shows are fucked up. People that like pop off from reality shows are like few and far between, but like people who have popped off and then they like revert to going on a reality show because they have nothing better to do. I was watching Shark Tank and it's always NFL players and like actors from the 80s that are like trying to pitch a product. 
or Lindsay Lohan's Beach Club, whatever fucking show that was, where she was managing like some cafe on the fucking Greek sands. What happened to hot Lindsay Lohan, the little hot redhead who used to give me boners in 10th grade? Where did she go? She's like fucking been replaced by some Reno cocktail waitress with some scraggly ass voice from smoking menthol cigarettes too long. That show was a fucking disaster. Lindsay Lohan's Beach Club made Firefest look like the Met Gala. It was just awful. But I watched it, so I guess, you know, I'm the I'm the terrorist in that situation. You know what I was doing? When I watch shit like Lindsay Lohan's Beach House, I'm instantly becoming a Beetlejuice. Like I upgrade like my chill factor to like, damn, I'm kind of like a jam up borderline Beetlejuice. That's what I do with my life. I went to Disneyland last week. That was pretty tight. I went with some people who like go to Disneyland. They have like a year annual pass. And I've talked a lot of shit in the past about people who have annual passes because it's always like the same type of person. It's always like a bigger girl. She's got like pink streaks in her hair and wearing too much like Disney pins and got the fucking mouse ears and it's like eating fucking pretzel shaped like Mickey Mouse on Instagram. It's always it's like that is such a specific subculture that like Disneyland overgoer. But I tell you, I went and I had a fucking great time. We did it right. They've been so many times. It's just locked and loaded. We didn't wait more than like 25 minutes for any ride. We went on 16 rides. They asked me, do you want to see the fireworks? And I go, I don't give a fuck about fireworks. I've seen, you've seen one firework, you've seen a million. Fireworks are only fun if you have them, if you're the one lighting them. But we went, and I thought me saying I didn't want to see the fireworks was like an indication that like I don't want to be here when it's dark. Okay, we got here, it's 10 a.m. I want to get the fuck out and go home. But I ended up leaving at like 11 o'clock at night. I spent from 10 a.m. to 11 at night there. And I went on 16 rides and it was fucking dope. Star Wars land was pretty cool. I was kind of let down. I thought it was going to be like much better. We're like, it was like cool to be there, but I definitely thought there'd be more to it. Maybe it's some parts of it are closed or it's, it's still building, but you know, it was whatever. Um, the splash mountain was fun. It's all fun. I think I just liked it cause I just ate a bunch of shitty food and, walked around but i can't deal with big crowds i get like bad like anxiety and big crowds just people like rubbing up on me and shit it's not my scene so i'm good on going to disneyland for like another 10 years you know once every 10 years is like dope more than that you might have a problem you might need to go to like rehab or some shit i don't know another cool thing i don't even know if i should be talking about this on the podcast i'm not trying to like stir anything up but like i saw one of my heroes and i saw him in real life and i'm like 90 percent sure it was him i saw banksy i saw banksy in real life and i want to be kind of vague about this i don't want to like blow up a spot or anything but like i'm 95 percent sure it was him I'm like a huge Banksy fan. He's one of my favorite artists. I just love he's like the Batman of street art. You know, he's like this mystical figure and he's funny and he's just a badass. I just love his art and I think he's rad. I bought my first Banksy print in like 2003. He was like kind of popping off. 
I bought it for $150 online. My parents were not happy about it because uh, I was begging them to use the credit card. And they were like, why do you want to spend $150 on a picture of a rat? And I was like, it's cool. It's Banksy. And they're like, what are you talking about? What? And then I bought it and it had to ship from London. So it took like three fucking weeks to get to my house and I got it and I loved it. And I'm an idiot. I put it on my wall and I used fucking thumbtacks, put them in the corners. Didn't realize take care of your art. Be nice. I just thought like I bought this $150 poster, kept it in my room and it got some bleached and fucked up and I put holes in it and didn't realize that however many years later, just 10 years later, that $150 print would fucking jam the fuck up to like 20 grand. And meanwhile, I fucked mine up, but I've been a fan of Banksy's forever. If you dig deep enough on the internet, you can find photos of him. There's a lot of rumors who he is. I have been down that wormhole forever. I know what this dude looks like and I fucking saw him and I walked into this place and I saw him there and I was like, damn, that fool looks like Banksy. And then he had some people with him and then they started talking and they had British accents. And then he talked back and he had British accents and accent. And I was like, no fucking way. And I started fanboying out. And then I tried to like discreetly take photos. And then I think he saw me and they left and they walked down this alley. And then I, they were like looking at the graffiti in the alley. And like, I kind of walked to the other side to look and they were just kind of looking at it. Then who pops out from the round the corner to meet him but goddamn Sasha Baron Cohen, Borat. And I'm like, this is weird. So quickly on my phone, I just Google Banksy Borat or Banksy Sasha Baron Cohen. And a grip of shit comes out because I guess Banksy traded Sasha Baron Cohen a painting for the mustache they used when they filmed Borat. So they have a connection. So I'm like, what is going on here? I don't know. Maybe I was just paranoid. Maybe I was just like putting what I wanted to see into effect. Like I was projecting like a dream or a hope that I had onto this. So then they walk by this place and it's all boarded up and it's all got blue tarps. And that's what like, you know, that's what Banksy does before he does a piece, you know, it's always like boarded up or, you know, covered in blue tarps to like, you know, numb it. Same reason. Like when he does pieces, he's wearing like full bright yellow construction gear because we don't, what we see, we don't pay attention to. You walk by, you just think you're seeing a construction worker doing something. It's very interesting. So I don't know. So if Banksy does something here in LA in the coming weeks, I fucking saw him. I saw him. And it was like, you know, it's like if you were watching a movie with Brad Pitt, like your whole life, and then you went into a store and you saw Brad Pitt, you know, it's him, right? So like, I know that it was him. I know that I saw Banksy and I feel special. And I told my friend and he's like, you're fucking creepy, dude. And I was like, why? He goes, cause if it's not him, you're just like trying to take pictures of a dude and you're like following him in an alley. I go, dude, you're right. But I did snag some pictures, not good ones, but I did. And I feel special. But now that I just said that whole story out loud, like I am kind of creepy. I just love Banksy's whole vibe. I love, I just love everything about him. I think he's so cool. And I love that, you know, I almost hope it wasn't him because I love that he's like anonymous. 
Because if you knew what he looked like, you'd be like really disappointed. You would be like, oh, that's the guy. That's why like Batman is always good looking, but you only see his mouth, you know? I saw this one video of this dude who does cosplay and he made, he has the Guinness world record for like most legit cosplay suit. He has a fully functional Batman Arkham Origins bat suit that he built and it's got real weapons and it's real like Kevlar armor and it's so legit. But this dude was like from Germany and he's got a fucked up grill. His teeth are so fucked and jacked that like it took away from the coolness of the armor because the only skin part you see is like this guy's busted ass mouth. Like, damn, you got the mouth of a great white shark. Not even a great white. You got the the mouth of like a disabled Mako shark. Teeth are going in every direction. Like definitely get Invisalign for sure. But you wouldn't want to know what Banksy looks like because you just like the myth of him, the mystery of him. And I wonder if like, you know, someday, many years from now when he passes away, if, you know, someone will be like, dude, this was him. This is what he looked like. Or they'll keep the legend alive forever. And like somebody else will do it. Because I also think Banksy, Banksy's not just one person. He was one person. But at this point, it's like a team, you know, it's like a mini company, a little corporation. You know, he's got people that help him, designers, painters, sculptors marketing strategists he's got everything he's a fucking well-oiled machine at this point but i feel like i saw the guy i feel like i saw the guy and i'm stoked on it it like really made my day and made me happy then i went to the grocery store afterwards and i saw too many people with wigs i don't know if it's like an old west hollywood thing but santa monica boulevard gelson's I don't like shopping at Gelson's. So two prices are too jacked up. You want to get a steak there? It's like $32. Get the fuck out of here. Chicken breast, 22 Suck my dick. I'm not paying that for a chicken breast. But I was in there. I was buying shit. And it's all like these super old people. And they were wearing wigs that I don't even think would have looked good 20 years ago. I don't know if they've been wearing the wigs that long. But like something about when the hair is... Hair still kind of looks new, but your body looks real old. You know what I mean? Like, say you were driving like a fucked up dirty convertible, but then you get a new black top. Like, it doesn't match. And the wig was like kind of big. Just too many people with wigs. Wigs are just hair hats. Why can't you just enjoy being bald? I understand everyone's vain, but like when you're old, nobody gives a fuck. Nobody's judging about your hair. They're just astonished you're still alive. They're not like, God damn, he's 93 years old. If only he had hair, though. No, they're like, 93 years old. Holy shit, dude. What was it like before electricity? I don't even know. Maybe there was electricity before 93 years. I'm not good at school stuff. I'm not good at math. I'm not good at school shit. But guys, I hope you come to a stand-up show. I'm cruising around. I'm headlining the Hollywood Improv this coming Monday, August 5th at 7.30 p.m., Hope you roll out to that show. I'm in Orange County at Ohana and Sunset Beach on August 14th. I'm at the Madhouse Comedy Club in San Diego, August 16th and 17th. And I'm at Caroline's on Broadway in New York City on August 20th with the motherfucker from the previous episode, Crazy Thomas Dale. August 20th, New York City. 
I hope you guys roll out to a show because stand-up is my favorite thing to do. It's the dopest thing to do, and I would love it if you will be there. So come on out to a show. Dude, if you guys are digging the podcast, I hope you just tell your friends to listen. I hope you tell your enemies to listen. I hope you tell the complete strangers. I hope you subscribe. I hope you comment. I hope you leave a five-star review. Let's juice this podcast up. I'm trying to get that sponsorship money. Okay? Sponsorship money. Fund my penis enlargement. Just kidding. That wasn't me. That was some dude in England. But I did go back on GoFundMe and try to look for it. And there are so many people who are 56 results found for dudes trying to get a GoFundMe for penis enlargement. And some are obviously jokes. Okay. Some are clear jokes. Penis enlargement. He's got a picture of a huge lifted Chevy. Like, okay, I see the humor in that. One is for a woman. You know, it's 2019. That could be like a real thing that she's doing. This fool from Orlando looks like he has been to jail multiple times and got like a neck tattoo from a homie, like didn't go to a store, but like knew a guy with a gun and just like blasted up some someone's name on his neck or probably an inspirational quote. Looks like he tried to be in a boy band in 1998 and didn't work out for him. Another dude looks like. This is a genuine photo because this guy from Wales in the United Kingdom, like there's just a look of like sensitivity in his eyes. And he looks like he like he would benefit from the surgery. You know, he looks like an insult. I don't know if you know what an insult is. An insult is like a weird group of like people on the Internet who like can't get pussy, like sad dudes kind of a thing. This dude. It could be a joke by his face. Um, yeah, they all look like jokes except this one dude from the UK. His looks real, you know? I'm a simple guy with a small package and would love to have some confidence. Yeah, so this dude, like, I mean, he hasn't reached any money. No money, and he created it on July 2nd. Poor guy. Should I donate to him? I don't know. He's also wearing like a zip up turtleneck, which is very European. And maybe he's insecure about his neck too. Maybe he needs to cover his neck or, you know, it is cold there, but there's just a sensitive look in his face. And I feel like if he did get that penis enlargement surgery, maybe the prostitutes in England wouldn't laugh at him anymore because I know he ain't fucking banging some regular chicks. Ah, <sighs> Anyways, guys, that's this episode of Verbal Graffiti. Thank you for listening. Next week, I got a rad guest, one of my favorite comedians of all time. She's hilarious. Her name's Chase Bernstein, and I'm stoked to record an episode with her. As always, I'm Grant Cotter. Thank you so much for listening. I hope you guys have a great day. Don't smoke crack. Peace. KFX. Honey Fresh exclusive.